Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Reed. And I'm Zach. And I'm Maddie. And I sound like two male voices, one of them being Luann's. <laughs> <laughs> I was awoken in the middle of the night by two male voices. One was Luann. You really don't sound that bad, Reed. Good. Like- I, hope, I hope that it's not annoying to the listeners. I uh, randomly on Monday just like woke up like throughout the day, my voice just continued to get more and more hoarse. And then on Tuesday, it was like completely gone. And it's been kind of like up and down all week. I almost didn't record with Zach and Maddie today, but I think we're going to power through. I've got cough drops and I'm drinking like this honey, honey citrus mint tea from Starbucks. So I think we're going to be okay. But thanks for bearing with me. <laughs> I feel yeah. I feel like I've sounded way worse on this podcast before. Like I feel like I've sounded like how I feel like Mo sounded worse when he's congested and he's like, oh. I, I'm gonna do the pod and I'm like, baby, no, step away from the pod. <laughs> like, like baby, there's no like pod. at least you're not sniffling, Reed. At yeah. least you're not like don't Mo, have a bucket of snot next to you. No, I sent Mo a voice note and he even said, Oh, I've sound I've sounded worse. You're fine. Um, <laughs> and if you guys have been fans of It's About Bravo from the very beginning, like we've come a long way in terms of like getting professional microphones and and like stepping up our game so like it's definitely sounded worse (laughs) (laughs) we've sounded worse normally like without being sick (laughs) so um yeah so thanks for being here today zach and maddie we're uh just kind of waiting on mo to he's (laughs) mo is going through a lot of really cool stuff right now with styling and just needs to take a couple of weeks to focus on that and let us get through BravoCon, you will hear Mo back on the mic very soon. Uh, the Trace Amigas, me, Zach, and Mo will all be at BravoCon next week. Yes, we I'm so excited for you guys. Yeah, we do not have tickets. Uh, the, <laughs> the wait list that I was on on Ticket Ticketmaster closed, and I did not get tickets. Um, <laughs> we are going with nothing but good vibes and an empty bank account. So pray for us. It's literally like, it, it, it's like I'm 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 taking the Taylor Armstrong approach. Like I fought way too hard for this zip code to go home now. <laughs> I fought too hard for this zip code to go home now. <laughs> we are we are gonna show the fuck up, you know. Know, Mo and Colson have some exciting styling work that I think Zach and I will assist with. At the very least, I'll be running clothes around hotels uh, in Vegas, helping out Mo and Colson, Zach. But then we're also <laughs> going to like, we're hopefully going to meet some cool Bravo labs, talk to some other Bravo influencers and bloggers and 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 people like that. I'm If you're going to be at BravoCon, message us. I would love to like- And give them your ticket. <laughs> Yeah, if anyone can help, yeah, I, I'm literally putting a Hail Mary out. If anybody can help us get BravoCon tickets, I'm desperate. Um, but we're going to be in Vegas either way because Zach has the power of flight benefits. So we're going to go. <laughs> yeah, T, T. Well, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm going to flew, flew them out all expenses is paid for. Do you remember that? Yes, <laughs> that yeah. It flew them out all expenses paid for. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it'll be a key, it's gonna be a key. and I'm hoping if there's time, I'm hoping that me, Zach and Mo can do like a little weekly main podcast recording, um, next Thursday or something in the hotel room together. So that could be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for all of that. Um, some other quick housekeeping before we dive into today's episode, we've got not one, but two brand new episodes of content on our Patreon. So thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers that are helping us kind of grow the it's about bravo team and everything that goes into this um 
Annie, Maddie, Zach, thank you guys because they have really gotten more involved and helped us just get more content out there for you guys. So there are two fresh episodes on Patreon this week. It's about Southern Charm season nine, correct? The new season is season nine. Yes. I'm not a Southern Charminator, but I need to be one. <laughs> not a nader. A nader. Why does it have to read? We gotta fix it. I like just, you gotta like look at you know, like um just, you don't just use a blanket thing in uh in phonics when you're looking at the you know you don't use that. <laughs> like, I just you gotta look that. at the word. We're charmers. We're charmers. We're charmers. 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 I like that. I like that. But I did listen to your episode and I thought it was really good, even though I didn't know a lot of the dynamics. And then um Annie and I also talked this week, and I sound a little bit like hungover Luann on that one too. Um, <laughs> about Love is Blind season five on Netflix. I think Annie and I are the only Love is Blind fans on the It's About Bravo crew right now, but I'm gonna is, listen. It is definitely Netflix's most juicy, like drama-filled reality show. Like, I guess aside from Selling Sunset, but like if you think Selling Sunset is too overproduced and that and that turns you off. Go watch like Love is Blind is definitely not overproduced. And it's really it's it's so I think Love is Blind is going to be like Netflix has done a lot of reality shows that um and Annie and I talk about this on the on the bonus episode, but Netflix, a lot of their reality TV seems to be like copying other successful reality TV. Yeah. Um, and Love is Blind feels like maybe one of their only like original ideas. Like, I don't think there's a dating show that is like that. And um, it really took off during the pandemic because they were in pods and we were all in pods, you know? Um, And I think that that's when it became really popular in that first season. And, you know, I think some people have fallen off from watching it, but every time a new season comes out, I say, I'm not going (laughs) to tune in. Like, I don't, I'm going to, I say, I don't care. And then I end up like seeing all these, all this chatter online. Like there's always drama. And so I'm like, you know what? Maybe I will tune in. So this, this season was really juicy. Um, so much mess, more mess than usual with these couples. So um, we, we get into all of that on the Patreon as well. Check it out. Um, with that said, we've got a few things to cover today. We've got the Beverly Hills premiere, the Roni recap part one. And then Zach and I actually did a very fun little interview with uh, Sean Kimbrough. He is Lisa Vanderpump's former publicist. He actually appeared. Uh, in the background of some Housewives episodes during sort of the peak. Um, and we talked to him all about Beverly Hills, Vanderpump Rules, Lisa Vanderpump, et cetera, et cetera. So stay tuned for that at the end of today's episode. It's Zach- definitely a good interview, guys. Like, you guys are going to love it. Like, we get into some really fun behind-the-scenes info. Uh, Sean has some experience with a few different housewives. He w- was there during like Dorit's entrance. Like he was there with like Eileen and like the Renaissance. Like it's really good guys. So make sure you listen to that at the end of the episode. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, without further ado, let's get into. That's my opinion. So that's my opinion this week. I think uh, we don't have a ton to cover before we dive into Beverly Hills, but um, the ladies of Potomac are returning to our screens next sunday and bravo released the taglines uh they're having a well this is my opinion they're having a flop off between them <laughs> and the beverly hills I, taglines i'm uh, glad you're I, I don't think the beverly hills taglines are that bad actually and I, I, but i'm glad that you are, are calling the flop on the potomac taglines because 
you suck Potomac's dick. And which in the past I thought was justified, but I think recently it hasn't been as justified. But I think these taglines are like the worst taglines Potomac has ever had. But like, but the some worst, of them, but the best. Like, they're yes, so no, bad I agree. that it's so funny. They're camp. so bad. It's that like they're almost camp. So should we they, like play? They them? are camp. Let's play. Yeah, let's 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 play them. I'm no angel, but give me some grace and you'll learn to adore me. You don't have to dig for gold when you shine this bright. I just took a DNA test and it turns out I 100% don't care. When they go low, I just hit high notes. If you're going to test this professor, be prepared to fail. Nigeria raised me, LA made me, and Potomac will remember me. It doesn't matter the size of our home. I'm always the queen of this castle. I don't ride the fence, honey. I am the fence. You ride me. Okay, so um, those were definitely some taglines that happened, and my ears definitely <laughs> heard them. Um, the writer strike was definitely. Um, it, <laughs> that's what you a, lot, definitely, a lot of people are saying. Like, you oh, definitely see it. The writer strike, girl. Um, yeah, they're bad. Even my, you know, you guys know I'm Karen Huger Hive down. Karen's tagline is like, "What awful. is awful? What is that?" So, you who do you me? think is the best of the worst? Um, I th- okay. This is gonna. <laughs> I think that I have the taglines pulled up here. Mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, I think the best one, and this is like rough to like is wendy's like i think wendy's yeah. is like the best one of like making it like a tagline it makes sense um but she is she needs to cool it on the professor thing for a little it's like bit we like, get I, it you have like, four I, degrees i'm like all right like i got it i got it i got it yeah. i got it like it's like <laughs> we got it um and then i think the other one that's really good is um neka i think her name is yeah, the new girl definitely. yeah mm-hmm. Uh, which hers is Nigeria raised me, LA made me, and Potomac will remember me. Like I think that's really that's actually like, I like good. And then I love to hate on Giselle, but she didn't have a bad one. I like that she used her uh, kids' names, but it's just like okay. That can you go I actually hate, can you read I hate Giselle's. Okay, read, yeah, read I Giselle's. Can, okay. Giselle's, I hate Giselle's. And it might just be when I read it, it doesn't look bad. As bad as it does when she, when she says it, she like, read it. Yeah, her her like delivery of the line. The you have to be able so to deliver that tech. The delivery is so bad. It's I'm no angel, but give me some grace, and you'll learn to adore me. Which it should have been like I'm no angel, but give me some grace, and you'll learn to adore me. And and hers is like the way she says it is like I'm no angel, give me some grace, and you'll learn to adore me. It's like yeah. we. I, it's like. The yeah. way she says it is so. It I makes a difference. Off. It makes a difference on how like where they hit their notes. Um, I was gonna say I really I kind of like Ashley's because I think it makes sense because this season is gonna be like about I think we already saw in a clip like did you marry Michael for his money and hers is about being a gold digger so mm-hmm. I kind of like when they have to do with the season a little bit so I like I like that aspect of it. You don't have to you don't have to dig for gold when you shine this bright. That's Ashley's, yeah, which I think is like. That's a pretty like good one. Um, if we want to talk about bad delivery, we need to talk about um, Robin, or I call her Floppin' Dixon. <laughs> um, I tweeted that I really like shook the table with this statement. I was like, "Is this the worst 
tagline in housewives history and a lot of people were like actually no it's so bad it's like good um, yeah i actually disagree but the delivery is what i think the delivery is so bad i don't care like go <laughs> care um zach Reed. i just took a dna test it turns out i 100 don't care that's how she like says it <laughs> it's like honestly so like that's robin like she doesn't give a fuck about she this. doesn't give a fuck like someone quote tweeted, i hear that tag like go ahead read they were like, no, because she said, I don't care. They were like, no, because I'm going to need you to start. Like, <laughs> No, I heard her say that tagline and I was like, clearly. Like, yeah, <laughs> obviously you don't care. Um, I can't believe we've got, I, I was going to say, I can't believe we've gone this long without talking about Candace singing in her tagline. I'm just going into it now because I'm just obsessed with, I think it might be my favorite, actually. When they go low, I just hit the high notes. Yeah, Zach, yeah. wow, you got a little voice over there. Oh, it's <laughs> so funny. Somebody like tweeted, like, I can't believe the producers made her do this. And she quoted it and was like, no, like, I wanted to do this. Girl, we know like, you think the producers made Candace do that? We know Candace. Like, of course, that bitch yes, did that herself. Candace submitted her song with Trina for the Grammys for consideration. It's like, give it to her. It's like, shoot for this. <laughs> Shoot for the stars, I guess. Um, deserved. There's definitely, there's definitely other R&B songs out there that I think deserve it a little bit. Um, but yeah. So uh, overall, this is like a wait. We didn't we didn't do Mia's. What's Mia's? We oh. yeah. Mia's is it doesn't matter the size of our home. I'm always the queen of this castle, which I think. Is okay, you're, it's giving broke. It is. Yeah. <laughs> At least she's admitting it. it you know. And then Karen's is Karen's is ah. Uh, I love Karen down, but hers is so bad. Yeah. I literally like, I also, I didn't, the way she delivered it. I didn't know she was saying the fence. I literally thought she was saying a Benz. <laughs> like I, the way, like, it just like, I was like, what is, what is this tagline? And she's like, I don't ride the fence, honey. I am the fence. You ride me. I'm like, some gay is going to use that. Yeah, like, <laughs> like some I, top is gonna be like you ride me i'm carrying there's no conversation about a fence between her at all it's like where did you come up with this where did you get uh, this line yeah sometimes these taglines don't make sense until like a, a random episode sandwiched in the middle of the season where like uh, something is like a comment about a fence so they're gonna have an argument about a fence and then suddenly it's, it's gonna, gonna oh okay now it makes sense you know what i mean yeah it's gonna be like giselle being like Karen, you always ride the fence. You're always flip flopping and blah, 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 yeah. blah. That's what it's going to be like. Or like, just like how, like, we didn't, like, I remember when the OC taglines came out and Emily was like, if you're going to, whatever me, at least hand, at me, least hand a me a taco. taco. And at I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? And then sometime in the season, she talked about getting a taco. And I was like, that, there it is. I was like, Carlton. I was like, and there it fucking is. There it is. Of course. And that's what you do. And you just what proved you said it. I was like, there we go. <laughs> there it is. Okay, so um, you know, th- this is it's crazy how big this cast is, and also the fact that like so many of the OGs are still standing. Like, this isn't really common with Housewives. I think Potomac is like one of those franchises that Bravo at least feels it works the way it is. We don't need to do anything major we add a girl here and there but like it really doesn't need a big change now obviously zach you and other people that i've de- i definitely have seen this opinion a lot you know feel like it's starting to yeah you down. tried to drag me that one day on twitter you remember that you tried to drag me on twitter and then everyone <laughs> in the comments was like no zach is 100 percent right 
Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't. The day about the, it, when we compared season two Salt Lake City to Potomac season seven, right? I just and don't, we were yes. me and you were riding for Potomac, and he was riding for Salt Lake, and we thought we won. and you were like you were Reed, you were literally were like, oh my god, Zach, lock him up, he's like insane, like and you like tweeted like the screenshot of <laughs> oh, the yeah, group chat, and you were like insane. you were like nurse, she's out again, and, and then everyone was like, no, he's a hundred percent correct, and I was like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> What I love about what I love about Twitter is like you can be so convinced that you're right, and you will be quickly proven that other people <laughs> agree with you. Um, Listen, I've said it. I've said it numerous times. I love Potomac, and honestly, Potomac. There was a time where I was going up to people, and I was getting into like, are uh, like fights. Like I was getting into arguments. Like when they were like, "I don't watch Potomac or Atlanta," and I'd be like, "Bitch, then you are missing out on some of the greatest reality television of our time." I'm like. You haven't, what do you mean you haven't seen season four of The Real Houses of Potomac? Like, it is top tier television. Like, it's doing way better than Beverly Hills. It's doing way better than all these other franchises. And I feel like they just got a little comfy with Mm -hmm. that praise and didn't feel like they had to work as hard. Or I don't know, I don't know what was happening, but it just feels the energy is off. And I want my Potomac ladies to get back into that, like, groove, which I know they can. Like, these are stars. Like, these women are, like... Fucking incredible. Well, most of so them I'm just rooting. Most of them are stars. We also have the starless Robin Dixon. Oh, honey. Yes, for the starless Robin Dixon child. What? Um, <laughs> starless, star, honey. Mm-hmm. Starless? Starless. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> on this, uh, on this, the starless, starless Robin Dixon. That um, is true. But, I will yeah. say. Um, the only thing about Potomac that like keeps me going, that like makes me excited to watch is their editors. Like they must have a different editing team than any other franchise because their editors go in. It can be the most bleak scene ever, and they will do the most with like filters or like when Karen was talking about a COVID shot and all of a sudden everyone was all loopy and like hallucination. Yeah. Yeah. So even if it's a bad, like not as drama filled season, like at least they make it entertaining to watch. It reminded me I agree with you on that, Maddie, in the sense of like we got a little clip of the premiere, like seven minutes, kind of how like they did with Beverly Hills. I haven't watched. Um, so spoiler alert, they do this, like the editors do this thing with Robin and uh Juan about like the hotel receipt and stuff, and they make it like 2020 where it's like um a recreation. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 where it's like a uh, pre-recorded recreation of the yeah. scene, like not actually that. And I was like, that is, I've never seen that on Housewives before. Like, I was like, I want that for so many things, like yeah. so many like little fights. Yeah. And I just thought that was hysterical. I will say that the hallucination, like edit with Karen, also they sort of did that on Beverly Hills last season when Erica Jane was getting really drunk on the boat. Like that was so fucking funny. Um, and we're going to get into the Erica Jane of it all very soon. But before we wrap up this segment, there was also some rumor news. Bravo T, Zach, you wanted to talk about a rumored franchise that might be coming back. Uh, take it away. All right. Take it with a grain of salt, everyone. <laughs> you <laughs> you know that I ride for the Real Houses of Dallas. Like, I really do. I really fucking do. And I will take any little bit of hope that they're going to come back in some kind of, like, capacity. And I saw, uh, like weeks ago that it was like Carrie and Leanne have made up like she's with um 
they were all together, I think, with like Cameron. I think Carrie uh, Duber has been seen with the ladies too. Uh, and so we know that, like, also, like, Deandra wants this franchise back, right? Like, I think that she would like lead the charge and she's like working overtime to get it back. And everyone thought there would be rumors that, like, they were going to announce like a Bravo con- at BravoCon last year because Leanne, um, Deandra was there, but she was just a purchasing ticket patron <laughs> at the event but this year there's like a blind item that leanne and deandra are going to be there and there's possibly some news about franchises i don't know I, it's 1989 release day i'm in my clown era i'm like being like, uh-huh. <laughs> i'm like swifty conspiracy theorist right now but i'm gonna switch over to my bravo conspiracy theorist and put my tinfoil hat on and be like we are getting the real houses of dallas with leanne and deandra Please, like, I would like, I I'm like foaming at the mouth, like thinking about it. Like, I, I need that. I would love it. It'd be great if they made that announcement at BravoCon because there also have been like blind items that say like there is going to be a new franchise announced at BravoCon and it's like somewhere in the South or someone in Texas. And I'm like, I just feel like it's so wrong if they do like a Real Housewives of Austin or a Real Housewives of Houston where and they don't bring back Dallas because Dallas was even if you go back and watch the, the season that ended it all. It was like tenfold better than New York was. Wow! And New York just did a reboot. I need yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't say. Uh, it's the so last hard for season me to of New York was so it. bad. It was. You know, I still need to go back and rewatch it. I just remember it being super controversial and people being like upset. But like, um, it was just so serious. It was hard to like. Yeah, it what you could It wasn't fun at all. But like Dallas, like also, I just feel like there's so many women in Dallas that you could pick like dallas has such like big personalities and i like want such like high that kind society of, like, such that like rich bitch like society like i i just think there's so much potential to work with there and i think that they need to like go back and like try to do like what they did with miami and put it on peacock and like build it up that way i also think that there's franchises in the works because of what reed has said with the gap and like Programming, programming and like what's filming and everything right now so i i also still think i know they did ladies of london but i still think that they need to do real houses of london if they do real houses of dubai if we're getting like other franchises across i think it's so weird that they don't have a real houses of london and well, andy Jessel was like go be on it <laughs> i know he because i was watching the reunion and andy was like well if we did the real houses of london and the way he said it was like a little okay i, I don't know maybe i'm just a clown but the way he said it like was a little bit like I I got some weird energy there. I have a question. So there's like all these uh, there's Real Housewives of Melbourne, Sydney, Real Housewives of uh, Durban, like that's like South Africa, and they're not Bravo, but they're on Peacock and they have the same branding style as no Real- the Australian ones are not on Peacock, and I wish I I pray every Durban, day that's the okay, night so that that is my nightly prayer every single day. I say, dear Andy Cohen, please put the Real Houses of Melbourne on Peacock. So I guess that's kind I of. I need to see Gina Leon. I guess that's what my question is. Is like, so these aren't. So Bravo said Dubai was their first international, which means all these other international ones are not Bravo. No, but, they're um like Bravo's. Uh, Dubai is Bravo, and then the Australian like, like uh, I think it's called Arena TV or something like that. Um, that's. Oh their like version of bravo okay. uh so i watched like the first season of melbourne um but it's so hard for me to watch it because i have to watch either on like my computer and like it's like a vpn or like yeah. some t- for a brief moment it was on discovery plus and i like wish that it was still on there 
for a brief moment. It was also on Tubi, and I missed that window. Well, and so I'm just waiting for it to get onto for like two weeks. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like waiting for it to go onto another streamer because I was obsessed with uh, all the women on that cast. They're all unhinged there was like this one scene i think it was between like gina and i forgot her name but she was like a medium or like she has like some kind of psychic ability and she's like your mother's here with us like your dead mom is like with us she's like behind you and and gina's like that's not my mom that's a daemon that's a daemon and I, like I, it's like my fa- i was like this is camp like i need more of this yeah, with the australian more. accent the women are crazy the first season of sydney is like insane like i guess auckland was like also crazy like those women are unhinged. So I like put them on Peacock, please. Speaking of unhinged women, we have a lot to get into with the premiere of season 13 of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I may act for a living, but I never fall for a bad performance. Who needs a knight in shining armor when you have your own horse? The best part about losing everything is getting it all back. Fashion is my language and I speak it fluently. They say wisdom comes with age, but I'm proving otherwise. I may put you to sleep for a living, but I always keep one eye open. It's hard to outrun rumors, but luckily I'm in better shape than ever. So before we dive into the episode, uh, we just played the taglines. And like I said, I feel like Beverly Hills and Potomac are both having a flop off. Um, you guys don't really agree. Let's get into it and talk about these taglines. I don't know. I think they're pretty awful. And I don't think really that bad. they're bad. I don't I, know why you think that they're bad. I think the only you, ones that are, I, the only I can tell you who I think is bad, and it's a very short list. And her name is Anne Marie Wiley. That's the only really? <laughs> one that I think is like awful. Yeah, I think it's just like I hate that one. It's I may put you to sleep for a living, but I always keep one eye open. Yeah, and it, it also like sounds weird. Like like I don't know. It doesn't just, flow when she's yeah. reading what it about, either. What about Crystal saying age comes with wisdom and I'm proving that wrong or like it basically I don't think that's necessarily like a bad tagline. I just think that it's like okay, sure Jan. Like I think it's just like not like are you proving us wrong? Because I don't think I it's think like what, that. I get what she's trying to say is I'm not old and I'm wise, but the way it sound, the way it comes off, like on first listen, is it's like you're dumb. I'm not getting any smarter. Like it <laughs> just kind of sounds like stupid. Um, I thought Sutton's was very bizarre. Like who needs a knight in shine, shine in armor when you got your own horse? I but it relates to the season. Like that's how I judge taglines. Maybe in a different light than you judge taglines. I judge taglines if. And I believe we've talked about this before when we were on the pod. Like mm-hmm. either they have set, they work with every single person. Like anyone could do it, and it's a good tagline if anyone can like read it and it sounds good. Or if it relates directly to like what's going on in the season, and it's not just some random words strung together. And in the first episode, we see her horse, so I'm not mad about it. Yeah, no, me neither. And I agree, Maddie. We have talked about this on the tagline of like the structure of like what makes mm-hmm. a good tagline, and I think it needs to be universal. I think it has to be. A great tagline as well as a great Instagram caption. I mm-hmm. think you should be able to go on vacation with your friends and be able to say a certain tagline. I used to use them as Instagram captions all the fucking time. <laughs> I mean, my bio on Instagram is Phaedra Parks is uh, only God can judge me. And he seems quite impressed. That's like one of my <laughs> favorite taglines. Um, but I think like 
pretty much most of them. Like, I think Dorit's is good. Like, fashion is my language and I speak it fluently. Like you know that, that it just adds that up. Yeah, and it makes so much sense with her. I think Kyle's also makes so much sense because she is in the best shape of her life. And what is what is it exactly, Kyle? It's it's ha- it's hard to outrun rumors, but luckily I'm in better shape than ever. I think that's like a great yeah. That's a that's a, an amazing actually structurally Shakespeare could not have written that. <laughs> I think that is I, I'm like having a epiphany right now reading it. It's hard to outrun rumors, but luckily I'm in better shape than ever. She can because outrun, she's been she working can, out. Damn and yeah, and she. And she outran Michael Myers, so she could clearly outrun these rumors. Like she's yeah, she's it's, running. There's layers to her tagline. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Every time I peel back a layer, and it's like I just like I, I'm loving that. I and Erica's yeah. is good too. Erica's is about just like mm-hmm. what did what did Erica say? Well, yeah, Erica's is good. The best part about losing everything is getting it all back. So, like, the thing is with Erica's is like, so you talk about delivery can ruin a tagline. I felt like a lot of these women they they. Um, they sounded like monotone. I actually, so this is what I critiqued about the Salt Lake taglines last season or two seasons ago. Like even like the way like Lisa Barlow, it sounded like she was reading a script and a and, script, and her, and her mouth couldn't keep up with her brain. She was like, "I don't need your people. I love me for me." Like it was like very very fast. And then like Heather was like super monotone. And then like even Shamazing, which made me laugh like a lot. Like even the way she did it was kind of like you can tell they're reading a prompter. It almost feels and mm-hmm. so like. I feel like Potomac and Beverly Hills, these taglines, their delivery is just a little bit off, even Garcelle. And like with Erica, it's not a bad tagline, but there's this really long pause that almost felt like she was like turning the page on her script. Like it's just a little awkward. It's like an awkward timing. The cadence is a little off for me. The pacing's off. Read the pause is for suspense. We don't know if she's going to say Ozempic or if she's going to say like you no, know like what, what she's gonna say no because she should have if, if she was gonna like do the losing weight uh, thing it should have been the best part of losing everything is getting it all back not losing everything pause 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 pause, pause. it's getting it all back like that doesn't give me like the weight loss like what is she gonna say she's losing you know like she, you would want her to pause between losing and everything because she's not saying she's because yeah because you're like what is she losing weight no everything but she like says everything right away so but no- she could say the best part about losing everything is that I fit into a size two dress and that could be about weight, yeah. you know, like, yeah, that's what he means by like, I, my thing is I, and like, listen, we just had, we just disagree. It's fine. I want my taglines to make me laugh. Like Ramona, I get some taste or whatever that one is. Like, like I'm going to acquire taste. If you don't like me, acquire some taste. Like that is such an, that is like, that's, you want to talk about Shakespeare. That's Shakespeare. This, so these are not Shakespeare. Okay, they're giving writer strike to me. They're just agree boring. to disagree. They're just I, 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 you didn't laugh when Candace hit that high note because I literally when I watched that <laughs> when I watched that <laughs> clip and, and I was so I taken about shocked. I was shocked. I was like, I, I I literally started cackling. I was like, this bitch. It was I, gi- I just was hit laughing. the high note. I was like, oh. It was giving Candy Burris. Oh, I may be small. <laughs> Maybe so. Oh, oh. that's one of my favorite, um, like, favorite, a, favorite, favorite really ones. Funny. I don't know. I thought Garcelle's delivery was pretty good. I may oh, act Garcelle. for a living. I may act for a living, but I never fall for a bad performance. I didn't like hers. Oh, mm. agree to disagree. I think that. I, I, I mean, it's fine, but like the ones I was gagging over the most were Dorit, Erica, and Kyle, just because they all make sense to them as characters, mm-hmm. and I like that. 
I think Kyle's is my favorite. And and it's finally not about this town or the place she grew up or this city. And so but I you know like what? That. I almost feel I almost feel like not happy about that. It's become such a constant in my life that now it's like it's it's kind of like where it's you're used to something like your bad coffee yeah. in the morning or something like this. Like, it's like, Oh, like this shitty thing happens on my everyday schedule. But like, and then all of a sudden it doesn't happen anymore. And you're like, wait, I kind of yeah. miss you. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I kind of missed in this town or Beverly Hills. And, you know, uh, so I don't know. I think the taglines are, I don't think they're the most amazing taglines ever, but I think that they are much more solid than Potomac's. I, I thought they were good. And then I got on Twitter and I was like, Oh, I'm dumb. Twitter <laughs> like, will like, always say they're bad. Twitter will always say they're bad. Like, I'm just like, what? I'm like, are, do we watch the same taglines? That's the one thing. Like, I love Twitter because I love the discourse of everything. But I also hate that, like, it's sometimes so negative. It's like, shut up. Let me enjoy things. Let yeah. me enjoy things. You don't like to have fun. You don't like to yeah. have fun. And and that's the thing. And uh, I think there was a lot of discourse about this premiere in general. Reed has some opinions on the premiere. I have also, some that he's both. I have opinions on the premiere. I mean, I overall, before we like really dive into it, I just want to say that was it the most jaw dropping, spectacular, amazing, like life changing premiere ever? No, but I was entertained. Like I, I like enjoy. I, I had fun. I had a good time. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump right into it. I... <laughs> okay, Maddie, she's starting. Oh, she's starting. I did not enjoy it. I also was going through like an existential crisis yesterday where I like, um, I guess I'll get into it for the listeners. I was like looking at my budget and like me not having like a steady income right now. I was just panicking. And so as I was watching Beverly Hills, like I wasn't in the right mindset. And so I kept pausing and was like doing things like I was pausing, emailing my landlord, <laughs> pausing, checking my bank account, pausing, calling my mom crying. Like it I probably didn't feel good to be like, going through an existential crisis on like a budget and watching Dory eat pizza on Hermes and literally watching Sutton's like money that she gets monthly I'm like wow that'd be nice can I have 1000 of it please just (laughs) the smallest little sliver but I think I was in like a bad headspace as well but like it didn't keep me engaged where a lot of times like if I'm that's why I put it on because I was in a bad headspace I was like okay I need to watch Beverly Hills and just like get into it but it was just I was checking my phone so much because i was bored that i then i was going through my existential crisis yeah so (laughs) i give this premiere a six out of ten i feel like um you know a lot listen beverly hills is like one of my like favorite franchises i was so excited for this premiere i spent 12 plus hours this week combing through archives um creating like a twitter thread about like iconic beverly hills moments from seasons one through 12 like it took me i just have to say i come i truly commend you on that because i (laughs) it was amazing like i put Uh, it all talk about we always joke about how like my folders in my phone it's like the library of alexandria like read like open up the goddamn like i don't know where the scrolls like the literally like old scrolls of beverly hills (laughs) yeah and it was and it was honestly really fun like this is the thing i wouldn't have done it if i wasn't enjoying it like it's it wasn't just for our account it was for me it was something that i was enjoying doing but it was a lot of work and i put it out on twitter and like elon's twitter is just a shit show y'all and like i think we're shadow banned this this thread has like like some of these tweets, like the view count is like seven, which is like abysmal. Usually like a tweet has at least like 400, 500 eyeballs on it. Like 
and these tweets are not being seen so like I, I, <laughs> I did like 12 plus hours and like it got zero engagement but you know what i don't care because hopefully as long as twitter as long as elon doesn't burn twitter to the ground we have this thread forever and we can, i want to do this for miami and potomac i want to like build out these fun like archival threads that people can find later on when they're like searching the hashtag um i think that's like fun like i enjoy that kind of stuff so listen read if one little twink goes on twitter and is like never seen the real houses before and finds one of the videos that you posted and it changes their entire life and they dive into the real houses about really hills then it will all have been worth it yeah <laughs> yeah and i think it's fine okay. <laughs> but, I, but i say that to say you know maybe it was everything was too fresh on my mind that's so, what i that's what i literally I, was gonna say you were like you were seeing all the great moments, so it was so hyped in your moment, mind. And all the great and it kind of made me realize I don't think it's any secret that like old school housewives across a lot of franchises is it's better. better. And like it really kind of made me realize how like the the iconic moments that I was pulling season eight onward, aside from like the Erica Jane like stuff, real like because obviously that was iconic. Like really don't even they're they don't even hold a candle to like the og beverly hills iconic stuff like it's not like i kind of felt like even my interest was waning as i kept going because i was like oh wait some of these seasons like this was the drama this is the thing that we like this is the only thing i can pull out of this like that's kind of sad and i really hope this season is not a flop i think we talked about this a few weeks ago the trailer is it was a little concerning because it was so focused on kyle and mauricio i said that yeah and that stuff didn't even break until after they got done filming. So if that's really all they have to to tout this season, and those taglines also kind of to me are giving like boring storylines. Like if if the storyline for Sutton this season is that she got it's about a, a horse, we're in deep deep trouble. And I really do feel like um, we're kind of in one of those weird transitional seasons where it's going to be a lot of like just kind of blessed storylines about their lives progressing and like nothing super crazy happening like i feel like we're gonna have a pussy gate or a puppy gate again like something to just like just like you know to get for them to get mad about for no reason like even the way anna marie wiley and crystal seem to be beefing just seems like a reach to me um and let's talk about crystal not even appearing like for more than a second in this premiere so anyway i was crystal kong mute crystal kong mute like i was a little bit I'll say that. I think that I went in with my expectations in fucking hell. I think like you guys like have like heard me talk about I I'm a firm believe uh Barina. <laughs> I, I believe that Rina should not have I've left. I think, I'm a full-time believer and that there has to be a villain. There always has to be a villain. And well, Brandy, Brandy was supposed to be on the season allegedly. And maybe that was where the villain. Maybe was. that's where it all went wrong. And fuck right. you, Caroline Manzo, for that. But anyways, <laughs> like I just I don't know. I think I went with my expectations on the floor. And it's and so maybe it was a flop premiere. And maybe I just was like not thinking it wasn't as much of a flop as it was. I give it like a seven. Like I think it was like, all right, it reintroduced us to like mm-hmm. the women. We had a group scene that was campy and funny. Like we really did see people breaking down. Like it was nice to hear Kyle actually like dive into like how hurt she was about everything and like open that up to the ladies about that. It was interesting to see the PK and Dorit of it all. 
the last exchange between Kyle and Maurizio, it's like laying down the foundation. I think yeah. that there was a lot of like things that will, it's kind of like Scandaval where, yeah, they didn't know while they were filming that Tom was having an affair with Raquel, Yeah, There was all these writings on the wall. So I think it's going to be very interesting for us to watch the season, knowing, what's knowing what happen, we know. And then seeing the writing on the wall, like seeing that power struggle between Maurizio and Kyle about the tattoos. And she was just like, no, I'm going to get it. You're not going to tell me what to do. I was like, ooh. ooh. Yeah. I think what I did like about the premiere is that it did really leave off where it left. I mean, it picked up where we left off. Like, I liked that um, we got to kind of see the inside of Kyle versus like the Kathy struggle with what we we ended on the reunion, not really knowing how they fare out. I mean, you can tell on Instagram they've done a few things together or like been in the same places, but it was kind of nice to get that aspect of it. Um, I did like reintroducing like what's going on with all the women. Dorit's brown hair really, really stood out to star. me. Like, uh, it it's was a star. She looked so good when she opened the door for the Eagle Woman. I'm like, this is I, her color. I, I'm obsessed. She's in yeah. her. She's in her ultraviolence era for my life. Very that out there. I okay. So I will say the two the two major highlight. Like even though I was kind of mad on the premiere as a whole, there were like two things that stood out to me. The Dorit nasal impression of Erica Jane delivering the line. That was like so funny and then all the, and then what you just said zach at the end of the episode with kyle and mauricio and the tattoo argument i was someone on twitter was like oh he's definitely the one that did something because she's fucking pissed like you could just tell like she's fucking she's fucking had it with this man she's had it with this man she's like you know what like i have gone through every fucking cheating allegation and you know what's so funny is uh, I was at, I'm I moved back to Cleveland. I'm staying at my parents and for like a month until my apartment opens back up. And so we were watching Entertainment Tonight last night, and they were talking about Beverly Hills and everything, and about Maurizio with like his dancing with the stars partner. And my brother was like, "Is he cheating on Kyle?" And I was like, "Probably." And I was like, "And honestly, this show is like a marriage killer." Like I was like, "It's when he, when they said Maurizio was going on Dancing with the Stars, I was like, "Oh, it's over." I was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> like, yeah. it's done. And, like, uh, it looks like it is, right? Like, we haven't really gotten to that yet here on this segment, but like, the news is out. They're done, right? I mean, they're like, it, Kyle was on Watch What Happens Live and it seemed very bleak. Yeah. And she was answering all of Andy's questions. Like, they are for real separated. Um, she said it was really hurtful though to see him holding his hands with his Dancing with the Stars partner because she originally that day posted like make sure you vote for Mauricio you know like on her Instagram and then the minute the, those pictures came out she deleted her all of her supporting posts for him she said she still called in and voted <laughs> but, but he also like came out with this like weird video with yes. his partner it also doesn't help that his partner is freshly out of a relationship too like a bad divorce or stuff mm-hmm. and then like I don't care who you are or what the situation is, or if you're helping someone like get out of like, I don't, you're, you holding hands with someone. I don't, I, I will never understand that, that, that there's no, what, it's in what so world? Inti- holding hands is so intimate. Intimate. Too. It is. Yeah. And then his like explanation in that video, he's like, so yeah, we were just recapping our conversation. And as we were recapping, I held her hand and that's when the paparazzi decided to take a photo. It's like, what do you mean you were re- someone was like recapping like right and also also i wish we had a clearer picture of the 
hand holding because was it like this or, or was, was it, it like this, this? because this <laughs> listeners this is interlocking over fingers. <laughs> is it interlocking yeah. fingers or is it a handhold because that makes a difference this, this is it's it's over this I will, it's like there might be a little bit i will say there. i probably said it on this podcast or at least in the group chat when all of this came out i'm like oh this is like for a storyline like they are working with nothing so now they're pretending that they're getting a divorce and it's not <laughs> they, they, these people <laughs> do not, not like each that. other like even in that last scene they really you can just tell they feel there's no love there anymore you yeah. used to watch them and like you could just see the love whether he was like yeah. behind the bar making her a drink for the night like you could you just see it and now it's like they were like very- they were my last hope I mean this is really like the nail in the coffin for me believing in love Um, they really were like I thought they were forever I really did and you know, people are criticizing Kyle and saying that this is all for the cameras. It's all for show. I say, I think it's actually very genuine. And I also think just because Kyle is willing to show her whole life on camera. And even though that does make you a little bit of like an opportunist, like anyone on reality TV to a certain degree is an opportunist. Like anyone who's good at being on reality TV knows that they have to show their dirty laundry to be interesting and compelling that doesn't make it fake. And I think that Kyle just understands, like she's kind of like in the reality TV world, she's America's like darling. Like this girl has been, aside from the Kardashians, Kyle Richards is like one of, like she's been on reality TV. This whole show was built around her and her sister. And I just think that like, she knows that it's too late now to shut us out of her life. Like this is like Kardashians, but less produced. Like we're going to see everything. And that's what we're seeing right now. And they're willing to show it. They're willing to talk about their divorce on camera because they know that they like owe that to everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Piggybacking off of that, like that statement that she is like, reality TV is like darling. She is really the only OG standing. People say Candy is, consider Candy an OG on Atlanta. But if we're talking like, Statistically, it's really only Kyle. She's the only first season housewife that is still last Teresa. on the show. Oh, well, yeah, we don't count that. <laughs> the way I forgot about Man. Teresa in Jersey is my favorite franchise. Am Maddie, I okay? guys? Maddie's. Oh, you saw that was soul crushing. You literally looked like you're like, how did I forget that? How like, did that I forget is, that? But no, I think I think in a sense, Kyle Teresa. is the only <laughs> one. Oh. <laughs> Kyle's the only OG standing that is truly like giving it though. Like I feel like Teresa's even taken like a little bit of she a backseat. Almost- She's not, she doesn't want to film with Melissa. We didn't really get into this, and that's my opinion. But they had to end their cast trip early, and like the women aren't wanting to film together. They canceled, they canceled it because apparently the it house burned down. down but they're oh. supposed to stay in. Oh shit. Well, I just feel like Teresa's going to get her like spinoff show and then Jersey's going to get like the Roni treatment and get rebooted or something. So as it's, 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 that's like the writing's on the wall for me there. But um, that's neither here nor there. Um, we're talking about Beverly Hills, but Maddie, I was, stand up, so maybe I, you talk about I was going to say, let's go back to the episode a little bit, because even sure. though I said it was like a flop premiere, there were some few things that like yeah, in the Erica versus Dorit. I'm sorry when Erica's line was like, I was being a showman. When she said, I'm a showman, Dorit. Like, I'm like, okay, Erica. That whole encounter, I was just dying. Like, I, like the whole encounter, like, Dorit, like, Dor- this was Dorit's episode, guys. I'm sorry. Citizen of the World, She, this was her episode. Like, it should have been Kyle's, but it was definitely Dorit's. Like, I just, like, with between her brown hair, between the hormones. Eagle Woman, 
between the hose uh the <laughs> the hormones and the ozempic where she's like is hormones spelled o-z-e-m-p-i-c I was like, you bitch. I was like, this is so cunty. But truly, this the shining moment of the episode was her imitation of Erica. And when she was like, and she gets it, she's like, that's not a showman. That's a bitch. But I love the whole, the whole thing. I like said on Twitter last night, I was like, I'm ranking my every part of that whole confessional. <laughs> like when she's like, delivering the line. And then she goes, and then you you go up on the stage and make the face and she she she's like hair flip she shrugs back and she goes with a little shoulder shimmy and everything like Dorit was giving everything in that confessional blood yeah. sweat and tears in that confessional like I was obsessed with it from start to finish I will say that we didn't really we kind of glossed over this but like season seven Dorit may have returned because that was her first season she was a wrecking ball that season she and Erica duked it out. Uh, and on the cast trip to Hong Kong. And that was the first time Dorit did the nasally impression. You're desperate for my friendship. You're desperate for my relationship. Delivering the line and then flipping her hair, coming back and feeling very good about herself. And then she fucking did it again. Like what? Six years later. I just like, I, if, if that's the Dorit we're getting back, then there may be hope yet. Um, you know, Mo's not on to defend Beverly Hills, but he really liked the episode. And I will give credit where it's due. He gave up, he gave a really good point. Like this premiere was a lot of developing storylines, right? So mm -hmm. it is setting the stage for what's to come. So we can't really say like, is the season going to be great or mid or bad? We can't say but that. Also, also, there was like shady moments that people on Twitter aren't even talking about that I picked up on. If you're like watching the episode like in depth like when erica walks in and kyle goes are you the incredible shrinking woman and erica goes are you because they're both on ozempic like they both like it was like they both have these rumors about them it's like bitch out of everyone in this goddamn room to call me out why are you the one who's calling me out and she's like are you like that was so funny and then like on twitter i saw a lot of like bravo fan accounts being like isn't the Ozempic thing getting tired, guys? Like, I'm so sick of all these Ozempic tweets. There's a lot of reasons that someone could be losing weight. Like, don't just assume Ozempic. Okay, I completely disagree with this, guys. Ozempic took over the cultural zeitgeist just this year. It's like, it's just now a thing people know. Like, I didn't know what this word meant six months ago. Multiple housewives have admitted, and celebrities in general, have admitted to getting on Ozempic. So when Erica Jane shows up and looks 20 to 30 pounds lighter from last season, and we know housewives are getting on Ozempic and it's becoming a thing, why is that tired, quote unquote? Why is that? Also, it's not. That's also, yes, it's been in the, tired. we've been, it's been in the conversation for a year now, but that's because we've all been talking about it, but it hasn't been on camera for a year now. Like people were, it was filming, you know, so we have not had to talk about Kyle and Erica on Ozempic on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We have not talked about Dolores being on Ozempic on The Real Housewives of New Jersey. We've only talked about that on Watch What Happens Live. So, like, that's why. Yeah, I just want to I want to add a little bit more to that, because I don't I really don't think Kyle was on Ozempic because I don't think she lost enough weight. I think she only lost like 10 to 15 pounds, which you can do that with like diet and exercise pretty well but i don't think i think erica dropped too fast and too quick and i do think it was ozempic like ozempic has become such a thing that there is a med spa here in chicago that is selling it 
you can, it's fifteen hundred dollars. So it's a little bit more expensive, but like you can <laughs> literally get it at a med spa. They're just calling it semi-glutide, so it's not like the Ozempic brand name. But and what are hormones? How do I get hormones? What are they? <laughs> what are these hormones? What are they? I want them. I want them too. So <laughs> any other? Uh, oh, also like another thing before we, you know, wrap this segment. Like Sutton, but dropped a bomb about how much money she gets in her divorce settlement. Did you guys see that? Yeah, that's what yeah. sent me into a spiral. That's what made me email my landlord to tell him yeah, about like my rent three, issue. Three hundred thousand dollars a month, or is that what it said? Yeah, three hundred thousand. She has homes in Italy, Georgia. Um, she has like shares in like. How much is that a year? Uh, Can anyone? I can't 30, do the fast math. I think it's three. Don't point, ask me. I'm not good at math. Three point six million. It's three point yeah. six million. Yeah, you just got to go three times twelve. Um. Okay, like that's I, I was I was loving Sutton. I was loving Sutton this episode. Um, I thought she was delivering the perfect amount of shade. Like I love like her confessionals. She even dropped a little bit of a bomb saying that she heard that there's a woman in the car when PK when got PK. the DUI. That's mm-hmm. definitely gonna, you know, that's definitely gonna cause some oh my god issues down the line. We didn't even talk about the other news that broke, like Dorit and PK are separated. No, they already well, came out and said they're not. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly, they, but they're also showing, see, that might be a little bit more for um, the cameras. Camera. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it came out that but, they're separating and then they came out that they're working through their marriage. Okay. All right. Good. 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 Um, which I, that's, see, everyone else is like, love is Maurizio and Kyle. And yes, to an extent, I would agree. But to me, the love that I want is between PK and Dorit. I want that kind of love. Well, I want a man like PK. Like, I, I mean, that man's cholesterol, he needs Dorit because if she's not there to stop him from putting his hand in that bag of potato chips, I think he'll be he'll be close to death. PK, <laughs> PK, PK, PK. Um, yeah. So any other thoughts on this premiere episode? Obviously, we have more to come um, next week. Crystal is, Crystal is mute. Um, Garcelle was doing her little shady bits you know i feel like garcelle like knows what works for her what she thinks works for her i she like does not let her foot off erica's neck because erica got really emotional and broke down crying at the uh at dorit's retreat and it cuts to garcelle's confessional and it would have been a really nice confessional soundbite that erica would not be offended by had she just cut it had she just ended her first sentence without what she said next because she's like it's really refreshing to see Erica get vulnerable with us. And then she goes, do I believe it? I'm not sure. <laughs> she always has to do. She always, always has ha- to do that. She always has to like, I, you guys know, I love Garcelle, but like, that's never going to, you're never going to get anywhere. You're not going to get any farther in your relationship with Erica. If it's always with a backhanded. Well, I don't know if I believe it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's like, I think like frustrating. I think that's why a lot of women, on the cast feel like they can't like dive in emotionally with her is because she's always going to be like, yeah, she seems nice and I'll hang out with her. Do I, do I really believe she's nice? I don't know. (laughs) So we'll see. And it's like always, I'm like, damn, like I'd be sitting with you at the, with the Eagle woman and then I'll go and watch the show when you're saying a completely different thing than what you were saying. So I feel like that's like where we lose her. I did think it was kind of funny that her son, like, 
clocked her really, really <laughs> hard. I actually liked that conversation. I that, the thing that I liked about this episode was the individual scenes were yeah, really good. Like, that's scenes. what you yeah, that's what you and Mo kind of were defending it. It was just like that it's development, it's character development. And I I see that. I understand what you mean. So um yeah, uh definitely more to come on Beverly Hills. We also get Miami next week. Um, oh so my excited. god yay so i forgot excited. yeah like I, wednesday's gonna be tuesday is my favorite because of salt lake and we didn't have it this week but wednesday my say ride, that again <laughs> i'm sorry what say that one more time zach i have been giving so many flowers i know i just want to hear it again can you say I, it again it, for me uh, salt lake's my favorite franchise on the tv right now oh talk dirty to me anyway <laughs> like, <that's> like, <laughs> well uh guys without Further ado, let's get into a quick recap of The Real Housewives of New York City Reunion Part 1. what Jessel thinks about the circle of trust given how, how happy everyone was to be talking about your business. You know, I, I'm kind of speechless, honestly. As you should be. About what? About the fact that you guys talked about my marriage in such a f***ing disgusting way. It was sexless. Like, it, you I didn't brought, talk you, about you your marriage in a disgusting we just way. About the you the insinuated my husband was cheating on me. I did not insinuate that. Oh, you didn't? Did you know her husband is going to Vietnam? The reason why he is going is because he's trying to rack up his points. That is bizarre. When you start adding that to the pot with, I haven't had sex in two years, he was my roommate. That tied into Pavit going to Vietnam for one night. It's strange. You watched the show, Erin. I did. Do you watch it with a blindfold over your face? So I don't have a ton to say about the Roni reunion. I have maybe three things and then you guys can react and go off. <laughs> First thing I have to say, I thought it was going to be maybe like a little boring and it actually was more interesting than I thought it would be. So that's great. Um, it's <laughs> Bryn told us in her, what are you laughing? I'm just laughing because I'm just laughing because you're like, like it was actually like, you know, watchable. So good for them. <laughs> like, I like that was like, oh, I don't know. Listen, I just thought that was funny. Listen, I think that like, you know, opinions are mixed on the Roni and like, I really want them all to come back for a second season and like, see what happens. But the reunion like preview didn't get me super jazz, but then I actually mm -hmm. found myself like sit invested in paying attention. So like, I, I think that it was better than I was going to give it credit for. The second thing I was going to say is that Bren told us in our interview with her a few weeks ago that it's left couch versus right couch. And that's really honestly true. After watching that episode, it was Aaron and Sai on the right couch versus Uba, Jessel, and Bren on the left couch. And then Jenna Lyons, who was also on the right couch, was just kind of there. <laughs> not really. Kind of there, catching strays from Uba. <laughs> catching strays from Uba, it made no sense to me. Uba was coming out, Uba hot. And then the third thing I wanted to say was just that Jessel is so camp, like the way she was like, Judith Bloom, the, the author. And Andy's <laughs> like, is Judy Bloom short for Judith Bloom? And she's like, well, I mean, probably. And I thought that was <laughs> so funny, but I did Google it and she's actually right. So well, I mean, Jessel's like, right. Jessel's vindicated. I mean, of course, Jessel's right. Like, I think that Eddie, I, I thought that too when she was like, when he was like, don't you mean Judy Bloom? That would be like, 
like Andy, that's like her saying like Zachary. And then she's like, well, one of my favorite authors is Zachary Ziegler. One of my favorite podcasters is Zachary Ziegler. <laughs> and then Andy's like, don't you mean Zach Ziegler? Like, as if it's like too, like, yeah, bitch, my name is just shortened. You know, it's yeah. like, I feel like Judy is like the shortened version of Judith. It's like a nickname for Judith. So, yeah. but I thought that whole scene was like so camp. I like loved, I loved, loved, loved when she's like, I feel like you're giving me more hate than Sigh. She's like, oh, I'm working my way down. I'm working my way down that now. <laughs> I'll get to you. <laughs> she's like, she's like get I'm going to get to you. Don't don't you fucking worry. We're going to talk about those Vietnam comments. And I also think it's just so delusional. Listen, before I preface this, okay, with my opinions on the Roni reunion, I actually, like, enjoyed this season of Roni. And I actually enjoy, I think, all the women. I I truly, I know Twitter, like, hates Sai, and she had to turn off her comments and everything like that. I think that Sai, like, without Sai this season, this season might have been, been boring. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think, you know, go off my Puerto Rican queen, my sister. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm fine with her like coming back and everything like that. I just think it's like, in what world I'm like, Aaron, sigh. In what world do you think that you weren't implying that Pavit was cheating? Like in what world do you, like, we all know what that like reference was. Like when you're going like, what's in Vietnam? Wink, wink. What's in Vietnam? Like that really yeah that pissed me off because i'm like take ownership like yes you did basically you might have not have said it verbatim but you insinuated and all the viewers knew exactly what you meant when you were insinuating i knew and and you can go back on like i think i said it's this on the podcast like when or no maybe i wasn't no because i really didn't recap roni that was when i was depressed um (laughs) (laughs) i said it in a group chat for sure i was like oh Oh, like when they talk about Vietnam, like I knew immediately what they were talking about. And I was like, that is going to come up at the reunion. That is going to be a source of discourse. That is going to be something that is not going to go under the radar when it comes to Jessel. And I was right. Like she is mad about it. And you could see like, and and she didn't say that like you guys said my husband was having an affair. She was like, you guys implied that my husband was cheating on me. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like you did imply like, you know, and I, and I, Jessel was the star of this reunion for me when she was like, Aaron, do you watch the show? And she's like, I do. Do you watch it with a fucking blindfold on your face? I was like, okay, like get her, like get her, get her, get her. With that being said, I also like love Aaron. And I think that watching the reunion, she looks so goddamn good. Her outfit is so like simple and not like what you would typically see at a reunion. It's like kind of like, it's giving like season one, season two Roni reunion look, you know, Yeah. which I like, like, it's like kind of like little cocktail dress, like, I, I kind of like am into that. So I think she just looks absolutely gorgeous. And I also think that Andy Cohen needs to brush up on his Bravo history because his Jenna Lyons is not the first person to wear jeans at a reunion. Like, hello, Orange County. Are we dumb? I know. Hello, Sky Top in a jean. Like, like, hello, come on. Yeah. Come on, Andy. Like I thought um, so I thought the reunion was same type of thing. Like it was it was good. It was better than I thought because the reunion trailer was trash. Uba, I had to talk about Uba because Mo was hot in the group chat about Uba. He was so mad about how she was coming out of left field, which was, it was weird. They were doing the Aaron package and midway through the Aaron package, Uba, Aaron's talking about Eric or Eric, the real estate agent on Million Dollar Listing New York. And she's like, oh, he's just, oh, Frederick, not Eric. Anyway. Frederick, she was just like, oh, he's exactly how he is on TV, how he is in person. And Jen, and Uba hops in and goes, unlike Jenna Lyons. And it's like, (laughs) I know. I was like, it was very, it was giving that like clip of like, uh, 
Donald Trump, the Trumps and like Ivanka where like Anderson Cooper is like, and so Donald, and then all of a sudden like um Melania is like, hello. <laughs> and they're like, what? Like, like, where did you come from? Where did like, it come from? It was yeah. like, it was a little out of left field, but where people thought she was doing, everyone on Twitter, Mo included, it was like, she's doing too much. Why is she bringing this up during this part? I thought if there was any other reunion, like that's something Teresa would do. That's something yeah. that like Tamara would do. Like just like outburst to talk about something else. And normally Andy would cater to it, but he just let it go, like let it flop. And so everyone like, al- she's trying too hard. I also think that Tamara is a little bit more she's got a better way of like transitioning it. Like Uba is like very like new and doesn't know like I commend I commend Uba for getting into the mess, but yes. there's a way to do it like seamlessly. And it was not as seamless as it could have been. Yeah. So that's my opinion on it. I think I like that she came out a little hot and I like that she added stuff because I'm like, okay, she's trying. I'd rather her do that than be a Jenna Lyon sitting on the couch not doing anything. And that's how I feel about the majority of this cast, right? I don't think that, like, you know, everyone's like, Cy needs to be fired. And I'm like, no, I'm never going to say fire somebody who's working. Mm -mm." Yeah. No, Literally. I'm going to talk about the person that's sitting there that's not on break. You're clocked in. Jenna Lyons, get, get in. You know, like, if anyone, I think, like, I, but even in that sense, I think that Jenna Lyons showcased so much vulnerability this season. Like, she didn't get into the mess. So, yeah, you know what? I take that back. She worked, too. She really did. She showed us, like, I, I, you know. I liked all these women. Like, I did. And, and that's coming from me, who is a Roni stan, and I'm, like, so about the originals i do i was watching it last night and i still do think like i'm like i would have loved if they just did a miami soft reboot and just added aaron jessel and bryn like i just yeah. think like those women with like maybe like uba as a friend of or uh Cy yeah. as a friend of like i think that would have just been like so good but you know what we got what we got and it was good. I, I, I like enjoyed it. Was it like stellar? No, but I think there's like the building blocks and the foundation is there for it, especially with the feud between Cy and Bryn. Like that looked real. Like that looked like there was like the fact that they there. haven't like, talked in six months. That was wild because Bryn yeah, shared no, the secret that Cy told her. Yeah. Which I think is like cr- crazy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Call me crazy. I just think that that's the, the, a weird thing to not talk to someone for six months over. Like, but also like sigh, like you did, like you're you were the messy. It's yes. I feel bad for Bryn because I feel like I'm kind of a Bryn in like my life where it's like it's easy to ca- throw it on me because I'm the loud, eccentric, crazy, dramatic one. And it's easy to be like, Zach's just dramatic, he's just dramatic, blah, 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 blah. And like throw it on me when someone else is like being who's usually more reserved or quiet or has like a stealthier way of doing things. And they're getting off scotch free. So I feel yeah. like for Bryn, where it's like, come on now, like size the one that size the one that said the goddamn ru- like Yeah, why me? are we focused on why Psy? are we? Yeah, you know, why is why is Uba walking out on my birthday and not yelling at Sai? Mm-hmm. Well, we get a part two this Sunday. So we'll get to see maybe some of this stuff conclude. Um, there are fun speculations on will they add people next season will anybody choose to not return um i think we've all kind of agree on this podcast that like they should all i i think it's a good rule of thumb like even though i am less than impressed with jenna lyons not giving us anything 
I feel like you should give Housewives like two seasons just to kind of like mm-hmm. really see like what could happen and then yep. um and then go from there because I originally thought Mia on Potomac should be a one hit wonder and then after the her second season it I now I feel like Mia actually is like a staple to that cast so maybe with another season of drama and storyline development maybe all of these women will really like solidify their places right yeah i think that i I think definitely you know i think especially with being on camera so much i feel like the comfortability comes with the second season yeah exactly they're gonna hopefully hit their stride um well that is our recap of the real housewives of new york city reunion part one now for the last piece of today's episode guys an interview that zach and i did earlier this week with lvp's former publicist sean kimbrough Now, uh, Zach and I are joined by a very special guest. He has a really unique connection to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and LVP. Please welcome Sean Kimbrough, LVP's former publicist. What's up, Sean? Hey, how's it going, y'all? It's good. How are you doing, Sean? Tell us a little bit about yourself and let the listeners know yeah. what your connections are to the Bravo go. world. Give us the Give us the scoop. Yeah, so I used to I used to live in LA. So I went to school here in Chicago, and then I was obsessed with like The Hills and MTV, like that show. Oh, and yeah. then I remember it was Heidi, and it was her Zoom her like meeting interview, and she was like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And she was like, "Well, I want to be like the fun PR girl, you know, who goes to parties and events." And then that's I was like, "I want to do that." So then I moved to LA, um, and then I started working in entertainment celebrity uh, PR realm. Um, and then so like at the beginning of my career, uh, LVP, uh, Lisa Vanderpump was one of my um, first publicity clients too. Um, so yeah, so from like 2014 to 16, I was uh, one of her personal reps, uh, went on the show, uh, season four and season five of Housewives, also appeared in a few episodes mm-hmm. of Vanderpump Rules. You appeared? Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Wait, we got to roll the tapes back because I, I'm going to look for you. Oh my God. Yeah, definitely. It was it was a crazy, crazy, crazy time. Um, yeah. Do you remember when? So it's when Pump first opened, and it was Stassi styling that photo shoot of the Pump guys, of the Pump yes. boys. Yeah. So I was literally like in that shoot in that area, like in the very last scene, like when she was like looking back and forth. Um, and then also when we did, we did like fifty gay mayors at Pump. Yeah. Uh, so we did that, that. Is one of my favorite scenes in like bravo history and i like watch it like all the time when it's like 50 gay mares and he's like 50 gay yeah i've met 50 gay males and it's like no mares mares <laughs> yeah <laughs> mares of like cities and towns yeah that was crazy and then we also did the gay wedding at pump too so oh my god fun. how cool oh yeah. my god okay so real quick sean and i have a mutual friend kyle yeah. kyle and i are gym buddies we're actually training for a little race competition thing together right now. We're like partners in this thing. And we were running our asses off yesterday. And he's like, oh yeah, my friend Sean. And talks about you, tells me about your connections. And I'm like, wait, we need to talk to Sean. We need to talk to Sean right now. So Sean, thank you, first of all, for like 
in under 24 hours being like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Might as well. Yes, thanks for coming yeah. on. And then you also have another little Bravo connection that we yes. were talking about before we started recording. Do you want to mention that? Well, yeah, I was watching your podcast with Bren Whitfield from Roni. Um, and fun fact, so Bren and I, I saw I knew Bren before she was on Roni. We used to work together when I was in college here at Abercrombie & Fitch. Shut up. Uh, but so literally, like, I, when I saw Bren, like, for the new, like, trailer, I'm like, wait a minute, I know her. Wait, oh my god, that's Bren. Holy shit, that's Bren. Like, I love that. And I love how, like, big but small, like, the world is. Right? It's so crazy, because that's funny, because I used to work at Abercrombie and Fitch up until, like, a year ago. So, I know. Hey, what's going on? Try our cool new jeans. And hey, I what's up? Hi, how's it going? I literally was exactly. shopping at Abercrombie and Fitch two days ago, and I spent, like, 400 bucks, because... I know that this isn't really news anymore, but like Abercrombie and Fitch made a comeback. They're so good. It's, it's so, so cute. It's I, so, we, so we were, good. I was with my friend Colin and he we weren't finding anything anywhere. We were on Southport, um, for those of you in Chicago. And we walked past, I didn't even see the Abercrombie. And my friend Colin was like, wait, would that, would Abercrombie have anything? And I was like, uh, yeah, it would. Have you not heard? Like they're back, bitch. And we went in there. Yeah. And yeah. they had a tiny ass little men's section, like a tiny little corner just for the it's boys. So tiny. But I was finding so many things, even in the women's section. I was like, oh, I could turn this into a crop top. Like I was like going around. It was so much fun. Little Sean, less- when did you when did you work there? Did you work there during the Mike Jeffries era or were you post Mike oh, Jeffries? Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. Like yeah. so I started my I was a sophomore junior in high school and I worked there for seven years. So like junior year, senior year, then freshman through like senior year in college. Yeah, Mike Jeffries met him a few times. Oh my god, batshit crazy, crazy, like, batshit, crazy as fuck. I, oh yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh girl, yeah, <laughs> you could guess. Yeah, no, I started there during the Mike Jeffries era. I was there for the Mike Jeffries era, but then I was also there when they started the rebrand. Um, mm-hmm. And I was there up until like almost a year ago. I quit. Um, How long is your employee ID number? That's gonna be um, really corny. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was zero one eight. <laughs> Like, oh, do you, like yeah, so no, it's like it's, it was six. Mine was well, mine was uh, mine was a little longer than that. It was zero one eight uh, two three six five. I, I gosh, I, I yeah. used to know it like so, like I can like I can type it on like a computer if Same. it has, like, yeah, the little screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I'm like, fuck again. I went there like a couple weeks ago just to like say hi to like my old coworkers or whatever, and I just was like, who's on the schedule today? I felt like that TikTok where it's like that old bitch that used to work here, and it's like. Yeah. So what's going on? What's latest outside? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I of course Bren worked at Abercrombie and Fitch. Like, I of course that makes she did. sense. That like that makes total sense. Yeah. Oh my. Like definitely. And like her personality. Like she has not changed that much. It's like it's really refreshing just to see like from like is what from that mean. that small moment that like I knew her right versus like now like she's still like the same. And that's the thing because like I think for the most part the internet has been really has embraced Bren but there is like a section that is very critical of her and feels like she's being overly sexual for the cameras and all this stuff. And I'll admit I wasn't really sure what I believed about Bren until I met her in person and we did that interview and I walked away being like there's no way a one human being can fake all this. Like she is truly, it 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 pours out of her, her the flirtation. Yeah. Like it, it like seeps out of her pores. She's so, her aura is so beautiful. Like I was nervous, honestly, because Mo knows her well by now, but I don't. And the moment she walked in, like 
I immediately felt disarmed. I felt comfortable. Like I didn't feel like I had to like, nothing about her is intimidating. She is so, she brings you in. Like she has such a, yeah. You it's know. that Goodman West. That Goodman West vibe. It's a good oh yeah, vibe. yeah, absolutely. And it, and now it all makes so much sense. I'm like, I worked with this bitch at Abercrombie. Like, <laughs> yes. not not literally, but like I've worked with yes. like the type. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. I know. I felt I was like I know her now. Now I, now I get it. You know, I'm like, okay, this all makes sense now. It's all clicking. That's so fucking cool, Sean. That you worked with her. So you know her from those days, and then you made your way in your career. I also work in like. PR. I do like internal communications, but I think it's so cool. Like, like in another life, maybe I would have been smart enough to like at a young age, like go after that. Like, I think being a public, do it. You know what? You're right. Maybe I can't. We'll talk after this. But <laughs> I, I am just fascinated by that world, and I feel like it's very mysterious, and that might be like by design. But like, give us like a behind the scenes look at like what it was like being a publicist for pe- for people like LVP and specifically LVP. I mean, I think it is, it's a lot, of, especially from like a PR, like standpoint, it's a lot that goes into the actual like publicity side. Right. And I think to like, working particularly with like LVP gave me so many different it opened so many doors and avenues like um I got to go to the United Nations in New York right and stand behind the podium when she spoke at the um UN Stop Ebola concert in like 2015 I think about um uh, animal abuse stuff right yeah 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 um and then that was that was like that was like when like the mind um like mind opening like opportunities right um but again like a lot of people don't see like the grunt work like the work that goes into it right so again like plant like it took like months to plan that out right um doing like logistics and everything like that too but then also like arranging interviews like the day of right then she was going to the going to like the un then of course two interviews dropped out unexpectedly so then you have to fill that time so you're up at like six in the morning calling these producers hey by the way we're in town do you want to still speak to her yes yes great 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 so it's a lot it definitely it keeps you on your feet and you're like, you're quick thinking too. Um, but also too, like you don't really realize little moments, like the little moments that happen in your everyday life, how big of a, um, pop culture, like phenomenon is. Right. So even when we were in the Hamptons, um, and then that was the first, I think it was season five when Erica came I went five or six. Them over. Correct. Yeah. 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 So I did not get I think it's se- Yeah. Season six when I think, we're I think it is. Hampton. Yes. Yeah. Where like they talk about Erica's music video. Yeah. 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 And like we were talking, I remember like being in the same, like in the same area and they were talking about it. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. It's cute. But then like six months later when it actually aired, it became a huge thing. Right. And so you don't really realize those little like moments or those little like actions, like what type of like phenomenon it'll be, like how huge that'll be to like so you- popular culture when it actually like airs. You're saying that like a lot of times in the moment, it's just not, it's not like everyone's like, oh, there's the story. There's exactly like, it's not like they're thinking like that, which is interesting because there is the, of course, alleged accusations that one of the things Lisa said once was, and there goes our storyline. Yeah. 
Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> and there goes our fucking storyline. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I think I think it's a mixture of both, right? So again, like I think when you're in that position, you know things that you're going to say during events, like they will have impact. But like for me, it's because I wasn't actually in their shoes. I was just like a very close spectator, right? Yeah. Um I didn't realize I have front row. I literally have like so many behind the scenes though, you have no idea. Uh, of just like crazy moments that went down like on like camp like that aired. And I'm just like, oh I have like all these like behind the scenes photos of that. Like um oh my gosh, when Kyle hosted her gay mixer. <laughs> like I, I had no idea like the backlash like that would get from like after it aired. I was thinking like, oh, this is so fun! Like, this, like, do you want to go? Kyle's half like a gay mixer, and you can like meet someone. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm single. Might as well do that. But then like, and then the whole shit that was out with her and Brandy, and uh, I didn't realize you don't realize like what mo- what type of moment that is until it actually airs and people start reacting to it. Yeah, because it's like once. That, that's a really good point because it's, it's like once it airs, there's so many different eyes on it and then you have so many different opinions and voices. And it's like even like with I feel like watching Bravo now compared to watching Bravo like back then, the way like the Internet and the Bravo community reacts to certain things that you wouldn't think aren't that big of a deal. Like with Roni, like now, for instance, you know, like people have such divisive opinions on the yeah. littlest shit. And it's just like. Yeah okay, like, what are we, what are we arguing here about, you know? And it's, like, probably, like, you're there at this mixer and you think it's just, like, no big deal and then all of a sudden Twitter's in a firestorm like, once it starts airing. No, exactly. I even remember, like, again, this was before the TikTok, this was before a lot of, I think there were some, like, Bravo, like, fan accounts, but not to this, like, not to what it is today. Um, I remember, like, the first time I appeared, I got a few followers, but then also some people on Instagram were making just some, like, snide little comments but like why did you say this or actually what you just said is not not completely like right i'm just like dude like i'm just trying to live my life like yeah, it's dude, not calm that down deep. it's not that deep right so i can you can only imagine like that for women who are in these positions i'm like bro more power to you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i thought you lost your voice again for a second. Oh, no, i can't talk no like literally i can't talk <laughs> <laughs> Zach, you have a question? Like, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I have a lot of things like going through my head. So, like, obviously, you came on and you said 2014. So, like, what season was that? That was like what season five? Season six. I think it was. Five. So, I think I started working with her season four. Season five is actually when I, of Housewives, when I actually made appearance. I think I made appearance on season three of a few appearances in season three of Vanderpump Rules. Okay. That was like the gay mayors and all that. Yeah. 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 So 50 it's right 50 around gay when, <laughs> the gay mayor. So right around pump when pump like first started, op- like opened. Yeah. Like that's when I started working uh, with Lisa. How, okay. how, how often did that, did, did they actually work there? Were they, were they clocking in? Oh my goodness. So wait, Really quick story going back. Just moved to LA. I, uh, me and my friend Victoria went to uh, Villa Blanca. Me, rest in peace. Um, and literally, there goes Lisa and Ken right there. We go up to her. She takes a photo. She literally has some like lipstick. My friend's asking her what brand. Yada yada. Super great. Um, but literally, she and Ken were at the restaurant. I would say probably four to five times out of the week unless they were traveling for work or like vacation, but like they were there often. They would make appearances. 
Um, even if like for Sir, she would pop in for like an hour or two yeah. and then go up to go over to pump. Um, she was always there. She was always in the middle. Um, she was always entertaining. So she and Ken were always there. Like. What they, about they like, like Stassi and Jax and all of them? Like, cause you know, people always say they don't really work there, you know? Well, they, they do. Well, I'm not sure today. Well, obviously like right yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but at the time of like these early seasons, were they actually, they had to later, like, was it really like that they actually worked there or was it just when they were filming? Well, no, they had to though. Like in their con- in some of their contracts, like you had to work for many like days or hours. Like, oh, at the restaurant. that's interesting. Okay, I like that. I like that. It's yeah, it's- yes, yeah. So they were all there. Like not like every day, all day, but like especially like, on the weekend, especially in those like busy periods. Because again, like a lot of people go to went to Sir just to see them, you know. Yeah. Um. So they were always there. Because it reminds me of, like, Selling Sunset on Netflix. It's so funny the yeah. way, like, it's all these Barbie dolls, like, sitting at, like, these desks. And it's just so funny because <laughs> everyone, myself included, is like, okay, where's the real, like, employees? Like, they don't look like this. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, so I always wonder when I watch these kind of shows, like, do they really work there? But that's really interesting to know. Yeah. Yeah, I think, too, like, it's a mixture because, again, like, they still have their tables and everything like that, too. But, again, like, then they have, like, I think, like, certain dedicated time for, like, the drama right of it all ah, so they're definitely working like they are definitely putting in like elbow like grease because well, you- they started there like i mean that's like when yeah the show that's- was like crafted because they worked there so at exactly. some point they they were the waitressing and bartending and everything like that and then it eventually transitioned into like where we are today where like a lot of them they worked there for a little bit of time but like yeah. At least they're they, still. They have their imp- own business on ventures. It's kind of like when like, I worked at Abercrombie for a second, it was like, yeah, I'm still employed here. And I come in like once in a blue moon, but yeah. like. Just for the discount. Just, just for, for the discount. discount. Yeah. <laughs> or like, and they're also making money from being on Bravo. So like if when they're, when the off season is, is in full swing, maybe they take time off because they can afford to, you know, um, yeah. I'm curious. So like, were you there? I don't remember what season this was, but it was like a crossover episode where at least LVP had all the ladies over to, I want to say pump, maybe sir. And they were having dinner and like Stassi and all them were waiting on them. And they were like getting annoyed. Does anyone remember? Uh, I do remember that. Yes. I remember that. I don't remember Um, what season. Season four is where season four is where they transitioned into. From the Brandy and Sheena, which I think started at this dinner, right? Cause Sheena was like, I, they're like you shouldn't be working this dinner if you have a problem with brandy because there was well there's two different i feel like there's two different i'm mixing times it up. because there was the one dinner where there was like joyce and carlton mm. i don't think carlton was there but joyce kim i think they were all at either sir okay. or like pomp and they were like in the backyard and then there was also the one where kyle was hosting something at her house and they had the servers come over i think yeah. that's sheena that was yes sheena. and that's when sheena was like my tooth broke and i had to go get it fixed and brandy, <laughs> and brandy like didn't like, feel karma. sorry like made fun of it she goes, goes karma <laughs> what happened to your tooth i had an accident knocked my two front teeth out <gasps> i had um a bad infection in this one wow had to have it extracted because it was like gray or something right yeah so it's just glued to these two right now. So you're gonna get, is it temporary? Is it temporary? This is temporary until the bone heals. Yeah, that sucks. I know, it's been terrible. She had like a gray and purple tooth. 
And she says she fell and she knocked her teeth out. Karma. And then Kristen had to leave because she had an attitude and LVP was like, get out of here. Like, wow, I need to do that. I want to go so... going down memory lane. You're going down memory I know, lane. going down memory lane. I need to do like a rewatch. Like that, that was, was truly amazing. such a moment. Yeah, exactly. I think that was like that was like right before I like okay. okay. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, Zach and I are making like a compilation right now to air when Beverly Hills airs. And it's like taking me back down memory lane. And I'm like, wait, there are so many iconic moments in Beverly Hills, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like I think Brandon was saying this on your podcast, like there's the early moments of like Beverly Hills, like only like like the early seasons of these franchises. Like exactly like they're oh my so God. iconic. They're so iconic, you can't really recreate them. And you look back and you're like, damn, that was some really good TV. Like that was some really good television. Yeah. Yeah. Like because that was during the era where these like reality television was still kind of like new. And yeah. it was like people were just going on and being like authentically themselves and there wasn't that much backlash. And like, now I feel like there's like the perception of like, Oh, how is this going to be perceived? How am I going to like show up on camera, whatever. And once in a blue moon, like in the new age of reality television, we'll get someone who still truly doesn't give a fuck, you know, like, yeah, like I think like Sutton is a good example of that. Like, I think <laughs> like when she yeah. was like, Oh yeah, I'm putting out fires myself. Like it's like Dorit just got robbed and this woman is like saying <laughs> all this, like, <laughs> that's like that that's the stuff that i love like that is like that kind yeah. of like delusion like i cannot believe that just came out of your mouth and it wasn't like crafted like it wasn't like she was like i'm gonna say this because it's gonna be good tv yeah. where then you have She's like, like this other is the first re- thing that i thought yeah this first thing came out of my mouth like this is your actual thought pattern right now like, exactly your friend just got robbed and how it comes <laughs> it's just so good what are some of the housewives that you've okay so you've met like you've worked behind the scenes with like lvp and then there's Erica, you said uh, Doree is someone that you've worked with, right? Like, or like, um, no. So, uh, not worked with, so, but like, well, have yeah, experience. Yeah. So, with. like, it was like, it was uh, like Erica, Doree, like that was their first season. Um, and that was my, that was for my last season, essentially. Um, okay. So, again, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, like, more, it was more. So, initially, says of Lisa Renna. Um, it was Kyle. It was Kim. It was um, Taylor. Um, I, I think Taylor was off, but again, like she would come to pump a lot. Right. Um, yeah, nothing better. Uh, than- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I met Kathy a few times. She came to LVP's birthday party, um, which we also filmed too. Um, but then, like Erica, I first met her when we were in the Hamptons, and I just remember <laughs> it was it was late night. And then she's coming in and she is accompanied by like three or four gays and like eight trunks, eight trunks, like big trunks. I'm just like, what is in all these suitcases? Like what is going on? And find out it's her glam. It's everything. Like she didn't, she stayed at the hotel. She stayed at the hotel. All the other girls left because they rented that house. Oh, um, right. That Mauricio did, right? Because they yeah. all left her, Kyle, Eileen, Lisa. They all stayed at the house. But Eric had a whole team. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God, girl, we're only here for like two more days. Like, <laughs> what did you bring in there? Like, that sounds, that's like so on the nose for Erica. You know? Yeah. I'm like, what the hell did you bring in there, girl? <laughs> I, I actually know someone who is slash was a producer on Housewives for Beverly Hills. And I believe Orange County. And he was on Lisa Renna's first season. 
he told me that she saved the franchise because the season four with Carlton and Joyce was kind of their low point. And then he also was on Erica's first season. So he must have been on for a few seasons. But um, you guys might have had crossover. I don't know. But he told me like how, you know, part of being a producer is like helping them feel comfortable to talk like in their confessionals and to be like authentic. And everyone wanted to know what it was like living the wealthy lifestyle Erica lived. And she was at first really hesitant to do that. She didn't want to be portrayed a certain way on TV. And I guess like there's this iconic line that made it to air where she said, well, what do you want me to say? Being poor sucks. Being rich is a lot better. (laughs) Like that was like, that was her responding to him because he was like trying to get her to talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) Ended up becoming like, like one of her most iconic, like confessional lines, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, if you look, cause I was looking at old photos last night, just to like, prepare, like go down memory lane, right? ahead of this. And like, if you look at like, even like Erica, her first scene, like very, like not glammed up, like very just like low key natural, her and Dorit, like very just like low-key natural like nothing like big glammy like you know like out there it wasn't until like a few like seasons in like erica is the erica we know the now. Housewives and then like vacation <laughs> exactly and like <laughs> dorit like i remember we had a white we hosted a white party at um pump right and then dorit just came in this cute little just like white like pencil dress very like basic but very super cute hair just very not like so natural right and like versus today which again she still looks good there and like there then and now but it's just like a complete difference so i do have some more interesting questions i feel like i want to like get into like just like some of your thoughts on certain things so like you obviously were a publicist for lvp what are your thoughts on her exit from the franchise and puppy gate as like a whole yeah, I mean, I think I think her exit was kind of iconic. <laughs> uh, I definitely think it was iconic. There were a lot of there was a lot of stuff going on in the background too, um, with like Bravo in production, um, to essentially try to get her to remain on. Um, I think again, like so, I think the way that she left it, she left it on her terms. She left it when she wanted to do it. So, I think like if if anything, if it's job career whatever like if you connect on your own terms and you were winning in the end mm-hmm. um and yeah i don't think puppy gate i didn't really i really didn't follow that that much to be honest it's so i have my opinions on puppy gate as like a whole yeah. and lvp and uh i think that lvp is like one of the most iconic housewives in history right uh but i also like I understand why she left. I understand the exit. But as a viewer, I was frustrated with the exit. Like, I was like, I want you to, if you are saying that this isn't true and you had nothing to do with this and it was all like somebody else, why can't you just show up to the reunion and clock these girls, put them in her place, like tell Kyle to shut the fuck up and like, you know, Doree and be like, listen, like eat them up. But it felt like she like, powered away and like i always think about when she was on season three and adrian maloof didn't show up to the reunion and she was like you shouldn't be here like blah blah, blah. and i'm like you did the same thing <laughs> but wait season three was before though being a rule premiered yes yeah right? 
And like, I still remember like this line, like I think Lisa Renna was giving a podcast or a radio interview. And then she was talking about like how like, well, LVP has one of the most popular shows like on Bravo, right? And I think too, like, I think that kind of played like a hand in it too. She was like, I don't need to do this. Like, do you, like look again, like I've created this platform yeah, in it didn't, like it didn't it didn't not serve her like you know yeah. like she didn't get punished for not showing up by like losing her spinoff because to your point it's like bravo's interest to keep this spinoff going too i mean i think back to like that episode where they visited bethany and i remember bethany and lvp kind of didn't get along and it reminded me of like this sabrina briar tiktok it's like when you when you see the best the other best friend of your bestie and you're kind of yeah. like having like a best friend off a little bit i think that like in that episode kyle was like she's the one that knew bethany and then like yeah. like well i'm her bestie and like <laughs> um funny because bethany thinks that she's like this super astute businesswoman she's tried to do all these spinoffs and things she like views lvp as beneath her and lvp kind of like got the last laugh like She's got what, like ten seasons now. Going Every Bethany yeah. thing has been like a flop, like post. Yeah, she can't like do anything post Roni that's like successful. If she wants like, almost... what LVP has, is essentially what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and she has a new show coming out too, like in like the LVP or Villa Rosa. Oh, Bill the um, oh, that's yeah, right. like the French, like the little well, like French, like show. yeah. So there's that, and then also Vanderpump Valley or something. Uh, the, yeah, I, well, yeah. Something oh, like the that. new you're talking about the new Vanderpump uh spinoff, like well, the one with Jackson. Well, there's two. Yeah, oh. so there's uh Jackson Brittany, right? That's a spin-off of Vanderpump Rules. And then LVP, she has her own one. It's like yes, something with like entertaining like somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And uh, that one's gonna be on, I think that one's gonna be on Hulu. And then uh, yeah, Hulu, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the other one's gonna be on like Bravo or Peacock. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that's honestly really smart because. I was actually going to ask you, what are your thoughts on like the change in role that she plays kind of in the show that's named after her? Because they used to all be working at the restaurant more and she was way more involved. And I felt like in this last season, she played like a pivotal role in in some sense. But then there were in other senses, I was like, I feel like the show could extend without her at this point. So it's like, I'm curious what's next for her. Yeah, I, I think... I, I, I kind of agree with you, too. Like, again, like, watching the season, I think, like, there were certain, like, moments where I'm just like, okay, like, her inserting her in, like, makes real sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think it's, like, the natural progression of the show and the individuals highlighting the show, right? Again, like, they're not, like, in their early 20s. Growing up. Exactly. Yeah. Some of them still act like they're in their early 20s. We won't get into that. <laughs> but, like, they've grown, they've involved, too, right? So, again, like, I see, like, and her role in the show too is constantly involving. And I mean, the fact that again, like she is still needed in certain instances, I think that's good too. But again, like at a certain point, like I feel like she should just do, okay, Vanderpump Rules is set. It's like, it's brought one of Bravo's top shows. Great. Now let me focus on this one. Let me focus on what's next, right? Let me keep building that like all VP empire, right? Because again, like this is cool right now. So let me focus on the next project. I have, um, a question for you. I feel like I'm asking the shady questions. Rita's being I kind of want to I love ask, a little shade free. I love a little shade free. <laughs> I kind of want to ask, you know, LVP has this like reputation in the show, like Lisa Rinna, Eileen, they all 
have said they're like she's a little like chess maker and she's like you know dabbling in and it's she wants to keep her hands clean but she's the one who's actually like masterminding behind all this like in your experience with lisa vanderpump do you think that she was super like authentic on the show and that she was just like letting things play out the way that they were supposed to play out or is there this kind of truth to what some people say about Lisa Vanderpump, where she's like looking at Ken and she's like, I want you to walk into the room and say, Tom Sandoval is in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it like, is she, is she the Bobby Fisher that Kyle Richard says that she is? I mean, honestly, I think she is a producer, right? Um, so I think something better same. Exactly, right? <laughs> um, so again, there, there is like Lisa, again, like she is, she definitely has that like warm, like mother motherly like side of her because i remember like we were coming back from new york once and she's like have you eaten you haven't eaten come in come in and she made me like a little like to go play and like little tupperware right and sent me all my way right but again like when you were like okay when you walk into the room say this say this say this i don't think it's that explicitly but again like when you are like on housewives and like the producers like again they want you to be able to tell like your story they may give you like little like oh by the way uh what are your thoughts on this right or like should you mention this to x cast member or a certain thing like that so i think that may be like in play again because again like she is a producer on like banner from world the producers on housewives the hot all the housewives series they do the same thing they're not influencing you they're making suggestions um so if anything i think it's more along that line but not well not like the manipulative the manipulative or like pulling strings sort of way okay and that's like an easy excuse i think that housewives make when something doesn't go the way they want it to it's like it's easy to say there is some mystery man behind the curtain that like made that look the way it looked and you know i think we are naturally skeptical of reality tv so all it takes is one housewife to make that accusation and i think we all like tend to believe it um i feel like yeah the truth is probably somewhere more in the middle like these are people making their own choices and i do i tend to believe that this is all really authentic i know some people don't feel that way about bravo and i i think that out of all reality television bravo is probably the most most authentic out of all of them like yes like you have your like moments where you're like okay this was obviously a little bit like put together but i always say this to when people are like oh you watch reality tv blah 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 you have a podcast and i was like yeah don't you know it's all fake it's all fake (laughs) and i go actually like i don't think it's wwe wrestling is fake i'm like i'm like i think it's like situationally like you're not gonna be going to mexico with your worst enemy right like that's not obviously but i think you being put in that situation then they're then they're just acting authentically in that situation but the scenarios regarding the situation is like you're not gonna go on vacation every single year with the people that you hate yeah exactly and like i think like the converse like the heart of the conversations are authentic right because yeah. um, i even remember when we went to kyle's um like a mixer um we ha- i have to walk we had to walk in like two or three times right? <laughs> just yeah. to get the shot just to get the shot, <laughs> just like, just to get the shot. i get it because, i get it yeah because the first time right i wasn't mic'd so it was just natural great and the second time the lighting wasn't right <laughs> and then third time third mm-hmm. time the charm it was great but again like the conversation was still the same but we just had to repeat it like two yeah. times 
uh, on Drag Race, they walk that runway twice because, like, you got to get every angle and and make sure you have enough footage. Like, it's just yeah. like I used to be a reporter and like have to get my own video for shit. And like, you have to get so much video, so much B roll to make sure you have what you need. It doesn't surprise yeah. me at all that they would ask you to walk down the stairs more than once like that does to me that's not fake that's just making sure that the viewer gets the best experience exactly. you gotta get the shot you gotta get that shot and then shot, baby, know, get the if, shot. It's, if it's vanderpump <laughs> rules you know it's like them walking up to the restaurant with some music being like we live in la and i'm on a you know like, like that. we're Wait, the cool you, kids okay. yeah we are the cool kids speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of one take when they turn when vanderpump cast in the intro when they turn really fast and the drink sloshes everywhere i want to know how many takes that that takes i don't know if you have the answer to that but <laughs> i don't actually i don't do I, but, like do you think those think, are like glued to the tray so they don't go flying because oh, definitely oh they're definitely on that turn yeah like, yeah yeah they're definitely props i think so, yeah. the most, i think the most realistic experience is at BravoCon is that little simulation for the Vanderpump Rules like oh, the, opening the, credits. Like we did that yeah. last year, Mo and I and uh, our friend Sam, and it was, it was so fun. But yeah, it's like the trays, like all the martini glasses yeah. are like you, if you flip it, it's not gonna fall. You're good. Yeah, it's not gonna fall over. Um, okay, so I have some more questions for you. Uh, who in your encounters while you were over in the nine hundred two one zero area? Who is the nicest and most pleasurable cast members that you've in, interacted with? And then um, if you can name any or a hint, who was like someone that might not have been as pleasant to be around? Um, do they have to, did they have to be a housewife at the time or could they be no. a future housewife? Okay. It could be, no, it could be at like it could, anyone in the Bravo oh. sphere. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So Garcelle. Okay. Love, love, love Garcelle. So I, I met Garcelle years and years before she became a housewife. So she was hosting on, I think it was Hollywood Today, Hollywood Today Live. She was a co-host. Okay. And then I had a few clients on. I mean, I had Lisa on. Um, but this is a separate time. It was like an uh, Australian music group. Um, we all hit it off. We invited her to dinner with the guys. We had it at Pump because obviously you're going to have it at your client's restaurant. Um, and then she came sat right next to me. She was so sweet, so kind the entire time. And then like years after when I found out she got cast in the housewife, I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is, I can ask for like a nicer, kinder, like gentler human being. Um, now on the flip side, let's see. Okay, it's it's going to be situational. Okay. You gave us a T. You gave your Now give us your... <laughs> so okay, there's gonna be two. So the first one, Ooh, two. Gonna be two. So the first one would be Eileen. <gasps> no. So, okay, so, so here, I just play a like, bitch on TV, but like, I don't, so I, uh, here's why I think it's situational. Okay, and okay. I didn't, I didn't come to this realization until like probably like recently. So it was after Hamptons. We were doing something for the American Humane Society um, at Pump. We were filming. And so I get the notification that, okay, Eileen's pulling up. So I go outside, I greet her. I'm like, hi, we met in, we met in um, the Hamptons. I'm LED's publicist. It's kind of like cold. It's just kind of cold. And I'm just like, oh, okay, interesting. I don't know what I did. 
but I didn't do anything. I think again, I think I was just I think Eileen was having a problem with LVP at the time. Yeah. So again, like just by proxy, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I think that was so I think that so that was the first one. And then I don't know. And then again, the second one is with it was Nini. Nini. Well, I I, yeah. I can like I can, that. that's sad, but like I mean, I'm not that shocked. What did she yeah. do? What did Nini do this time? <laughs> we were at what was it? Was it the Glad Awards? I think we were at the Glad Awards. Like two, I forgot what year. But again, like she's walking, I'm walking with another client, and I'm just like, I'm from the Midwest. Like I will say hi. I yeah. see something that you're wearing or whatever. I'm compliment you again. I'm just like friendly. And then I said something complimenting or whatever, and she was just like, I was like, okay, cool. All right. Like, I'm, I'm just going to give me the shoulder shrug. Like, like, I'm just going to save my niceties. I'm just going to save my niceties for other people. So, yeah. uh, that's well, Nini's not that surprising. And then also, um, Eileen is not that surprising regarding the circumstance that you said, because exactly. right, when we think, when we think about Eileen and LVP, I think about, is yeah. that when the FAS started? Was that, that when it was? Was that when it was? And I think about, uh, yeah, like, um, when she's like, are we good? Because I need to be really fucking good. You know? <laughs> she's like, we better be good. So, well, yeah. thing you have to remember about Eileen, she's not a bitch. But, but she she's played one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is true. <laughs> okay, so wait. Uh, Zach's been asking the shady questions. I have one shady question. What are your right. thoughts on LVP's faint on Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> Oh, I mean, listen, you, Throwback. you're you working, Throwback. it's hot, for light, <laughs> it's hot, so, you know, and then, like, you know, when you do that certain, like, level of exertion, like, especially, like, it's not, like, in your 20s or 30s, you know? So. She, yeah, she's not a spring chicken. No. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say that that was the most graceful faint that I've ever seen fainted um no, she's sense. british they do everything more graceful that's true honestly maybe it was just that she fainted at britishly you know and that, and maybe i need to re rewire my brain um, so you were were working with lvp during you said dorit's first season so yeah and when i think about dorit's first season i think i came in like a wrecking think- ball like yeah, I want that Dorit back like more Pussy than ever. Game. Like she was she the queen. I we're big, well, not so much Reed, but me and Mo are huge. Oh Dorit. wait, <sighs> what this is slander. Slander, slander, slander. No, oh, you're you you like her now, but we had to kind of convince you, Reed. We had to like lay out her history and everything. Like that. We had to really admit, like I'll admit she wasn't like a human. No, he, he came on our podcast for the first time and he was like. Who can go? Dorit. We were like, get off. No, you can get off this podcast. <laughs> you can but get off this podcast. I came to see the light, and she is now probably in my top 10. I I oh, wow. I, I love see Sean's like, oh Sean, Sean, well, I she's in my top five. I love Dorit. Like, um, but uh, what do you think of there's recent like rumors that there was a blind item about uh der- like a West a certain West Coast housewife and her husband splitting and they're waiting for the season to finish. So it's like not Orange County because that season's already done. And then and they said also in the blind item, it's not who you think. We all are thinking Kyle and Mauricio. So everyone's now saying Doreen PK. Um 
do you think that marriage is heading towards trouble water or like from your experience, did, did PK and Dorit seem just like peachy keen? Yeah. I mean, like from like my, like my experience with them, I think they seem like very peachy keen. Right. Uh, I didn't see anything like red flashing, but wait, are there, it was Kyle. Who's, who's all married on Beverly Hills. It was it's just Kyle, Kyle Dorit, Crystal, and then the new girl. Because Sutton's single, Garcelle's single, yeah. Erica's single. Um, oh, I, I don't know. Because what? like I feel like I feel like Dorit and PK are like I don't know. When I read that, like to me, they're the obvious ones that you would think about. Because you you can't say Kyle, right? Yeah. Everyone knows about that. Um, it, I, I think maybe either the new girl or oh, I hate to say it. Um, oh my god, what's her name? Um, Crystal. Crystal, I, hope, I wouldn't think. I hope not, Crystal, because like you look at them, they're just so sweet and kind. They and are I would sweet. Never, I, I would never in a million years think about that. Like the person who made the Lion King has to be in a stable marriage. Like I can't. <laughs> I, there has been. There can't been, be any infidelity in yeah, that one. There has right? been so much divorce in our world this year alone in the celebrity yeah. world, and uh, I don't know if I'm handle the I, director of the Lion King. <laughs> and crystal yeah, no yeah no my child um, heart would break <laughs> i would be really devastated because i love pk and dorit like i love them as a couple uh and so i would be just i feel like it is kyle and mauricio because the gossip that i saw was that a a it, it said like a high profile it was like one of the couples on beverly hills is trying to decide whether they want to announce now or after the finale. But they said it's not who we'd expect, and we're all expecting oh, Kyle Mauricio. Okay, because so I was like, like it's, then I do think it probably is. It's either Dorit and PK, or it's Erica and her Ozempic pen. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is very, very skinny. She's um, skinny. The she first skinny. seven minutes when she walks up oh. and she does the little, I was crying. And she, like, that waist, like... Oh my so god! Tiny, yeah. And then Dorit was like, "What? What did Erica say it was?" Dorit um, was like, hormones. Dorit's like hormones. Hormones. I want some of those hormones. Not really. So, don't. I, don't. <laughs> I guess to wrap up, Sean, we are entering the thirteenth season of Beverly Hills. It premiered this week. We're all super excited. What are you? What are you the most excited to see? I uh, I'm excited to see again like all their journeys, particularly more like Garcelle and Crystal and Dustin to see um what's how gonna play out with Kyle, right? Mm-hmm. Um I think we've all been so invested, especially particularly in Kyle's relationship, right? I think when all the news came out, we were all thinking about like the dinner from hell, right? Yeah, um, we all flash back to that. He will never um, emotionally fulfill you ever. Know that exactly. And that dinner was so boring until the last like fifteen minutes. Like, I know. I literally yeah. showed my mom and my brother and his boyfriend over the Fourth of July, and I. It took a while. I kept having to be like, "Just wait, just wait." Like it's yeah. gonna get good. I promise. Like because it, yeah, it does kind of start off really not impressive, and then out of nowhere, it's like a bomb goes off. <laughs> See, I yeah. I actually just watched that cuz when the news broke I was like I have to go rewatch that episode and honestly from start to finish I am obsessed with that. Like not like even the parts that are like 
more boring are like campy and like hysterical, like just like the music. And then like, you have like, um, Camille's, you have Camille's drinks that she's handing out. And like, they're like, and LVP is like, it's like a soup. It's like this Camille drink is like a soup. Uh, and it's like just big, big huge, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so gaudy. Uh, and then you have like the Faye Resnick of it all. You have all of those things. So it's like so funny to me. Yeah, it's so good. And then I think like on a personal level, I'm excited to see more just like diverse faces, right? Because um, again, even when I was there, um, it was just all white. It was just yeah, all like, white. Which makes all, no all the time. like we're in yeah. LA, baby. Like yeah. show us everything. Um, I'm right there with you. I also like I'm so glad that we have Garcelle and Crystal. Mm-hmm. And is it Anna Marie? Yeah. The, the new wife. The new girl. There's yeah. been a little bit of Which controversy I'm, surrounding her husband. I'm eager to see how they even how they introduce her into the show, if they're gonna pull like a Catherine Edwards situation because it seems like it seems like they started off the bulk of filming with six women and then they added her into it and it seems that way also because of like the trailer she was like very like light in the trailer and it didn't do like you're like Anne marie and oh there's a new girl in town huh and it's like yeah. that little like they didn't do yeah. any of that for her so i'm kind of like Becca, yeah you yeah. know yeah so even when they did dorit like i remember when they first did it everyone was like oh we can't talk about it we can't confirm or like, well, everyone knows who it is, but like, you just can't say she's a new housewife. We all know it, but you can't say it. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's gonna be so, so exciting. And then like, Cynthia Bailey is there as like a like, yes, that's gonna be so. I I love she's her. at like some of the dinners. Like she's like fully. She was like fully we filming. Need to get her like on yeah. Oh, you need so, like, to. That that would be freaking iconic. Supermodel, and then you're like, hey, from Queen. Oh, I'm obsessed. No, it would be that. it would be so it would be good. Well, Sean, thank you so much for talking to us today. Like, this yeah, thank so you for joining you. us. Yeah, this was so much fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, tell our listeners where they can find you on social. Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. It's Sean S H A U N W, then Kimbro K I M B R O W. Period. Well, you'll probably get some new followers. Um, guys, thank you for listening to our interview with Sean. Sean, you have. An open invite to come back. So yeah, come on anytime. To spill more. Well, thank tea. you. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely it's always fun to just. Fun. It's always fun to just like kiki about, and I think that's what our like platform is. It's just it's a kiki. We just shoot yeah. the shit. We talk about Bravo, and it's it's just a good time. I love it. It's so much. Had so much fun. That is everything for today's episode of It's About Bravo, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, More to come on our Patreon soon. More info about our shenanigans at BravoCon next week. Mo will be back on the mic very, very soon. Um, You know where to find us. About underscore Bravo. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Subscribe to the Patreon. Bonus episodes out now. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.